Welcome to Spiritist Conversations, a show where we sit down with friends to talk about the world through a spiritist lens in an informal, unscripted, and unplugged way. I'm your host, Dan Assisi. A French, a German, and a Brazilian-American are driving in Australia and... No, this is not the beginning of a bad joke. It really did happen. Join us as we chat with Charles Kempf and Helga Schmidt as we drive from Brisbane back to Gold Coast on the occasion of the first Spiritist Film Festival of Australia that took place in September of 2017. While we're driving, we talk about the history of Spiritism in France, its future, and also get to know a little bit about Australia's growing movement too. We are calling this episode Carpal History. So... Buckle in and make yourself comfortable. The conversation is about to start. Welcome to Spiritist Conversations, a place where we talk with friends in an unscripted, unplugged way. Today, we find ourselves driving back from Brisbane, Australia, to Gold Coast, also in Australia, after having had a chance to talk with folks at the Pedro and Emmanuel Spiritist Center in Brisbane. And I'm here on the car with two wonderful people to my right driving the car. And yes, we're driving on the wrong side of the road is Helga. <laughs> Hi, Helga. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> and with us here, too, we have Charles. Charles, how are you doing? Hello, Daniel. Fine. Very fine. Happy to be here and to participate to this podcast. Thank you. And as you guys all know, um, we have a very fancy podcast here, so you will be hearing a lot of background music. I mean, noise. You might hear, might hear cars going by and noises and so forth because we are literally making the best use of our time uh, and talking as we go to drive along. But before anything else, I actually want to go the other way around and ask Charles to introduce himself. And tell, tell us a little bit about you, Charles. Yeah, so my name is uh, Charles Kempf. I'm French, born in uh, Alsace, French, huh? France. And uh, my first uh, contact with Spiritism was uh, in Brazil. I spent uh, eight years of my life in Brazil. And that's where I heard uh, the first time talking about Alan Kardec. I didn't know him before in France, and the people were wondering, hey, you are French and you don't know Kardec? No, sorry, I don't know who it is. Can you tell me more about him? <laughs> so this is like it started. Uh, I read the first uh, book of Kardec in Portuguese, of course, at that time. And uh, after... You read the first Kardec, your first Kardec book was actually in Portuguese. Yes, all, all of them. How ironic. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, a couple of years later, we came, we came back to France, and then it's, of course, uh, when I was uh, searching uh, the book of Kardec in France. It was quite relatively easy to find them, because there are several publishing companies doing them at that time and still today. But on another side, uh, I was also looking for a spiritist group in France, and it was, uh, how to say, 
spirit, spiritist or spiritual desert. So that made me aware to see, but I was to, in Brazil to learn about it, to participate to the group, to see how it works, and then come back to France in order to construct uh, again something uh, about spiritist movement in France. And that since by 1992, I was uh, participating of the French Federation. 1995, also the International Spiritist Council. So I could facilitate the contact by talking France, French and Portuguese languages. In 1997, uh, we created also a small group in the region where uh, I moved at that time. And that's it. I mean, uh, since uh, I'm working regularly uh, in all uh, this institution, including also uh, the French-speaking spiritist movement, which is somehow uh, facilitating all what's uh, French language uh, concerning spiritism. Wonderful, wonderful. And now um, we have you here in this international car yeah. where um, people from France, the US, and Australia are driving back. It almost sounds like the beginning of a joke. <laughs> right? <laughs> Three people in a car. On uh, the wrong side of the world. On the wrong side of the world. How about you, Helga? Tell, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I was born in Brazil, so my, my parents are German. So I had this background, this German background, while I um, grew up. And so I picked actually both cultures, and I, I always liked the idea of reincarnation and um, knew very little about spiritism but my then I met my uh, actual husband Marcelo and his mother she was very spiritist so she was always participating and she loved to talk about it and so I, I, I got a bit more a bit wiser about it so I got more information about spiritism but um, after finishing studies, I'm a, phys a physiotherapist, so after finishing in Brazil my studies, I went to Germany to live there for a while and to work. Um, but it wasn't until we went back to Brazil, so after seven years in Germany, we went back to Brazil, and then we felt, um, I think you, you have some points in your life where you realize you need to do some changes or at least try to, to change yourself to better. Uh, so at that point, we felt um, we really needed to go after that. And the thought about going to a spiritist center was really good. In Brazil, you have so many of them. So uh, we found one very easily at that stage. Um, yeah, that was about 2004, and we stayed there until we went, sent, so my husband was sent to China to work there, uh, where we actually missed spiritism, so, so a, a group very much, because we were only, we, we two there, there were other uh, Catholic uh, friends and all, but we didn't have really this the chance to develop any conversations about that, but, but we kept on studying and um, always doing our um, meetings and also talking to our children about spiritism, about uh, the, how important it is to, 
try to improve yourself because we are actually the only ones who we can change in this life. And then we went, after four years in China, we, we had a, a new change again. As we slow down, yeah. be very careful. Yeah, very careful. There you and go. And we go again. And so we, after four years in China, we decided to move and we decided to make a big step and come to Australia. So we came, we have two boys, and yeah, it was a very big change and a very great <laughs> responsibility for um, to do that. But I think at this stage, it was the right decision to do. And uh, we actually were so glad because we came to Brisbane, where we have uh, two spirit centers, so we have uh, Pedro Manuel from where we just came, and the other one where I participate mostly, which is um, Brisbane Spiritist Center. All right. Now that you have met Charles and Helga, and you also know that we're driving safely, let's skip ahead and jump straight into it, shall we? Wonderful. Thank you. Um, and so the one thing that we have in common in this car is the fact that we obviously enjoy spiritism and that all started back in Charles land. So one of the things that Charles probably did not tell you yet is that he has spent quite a bit of time um, not only researching spiritism but Kardec as well. So we figured we, since we have him strapped up in a car and he cannot go anywhere else, <laughs> that we would force him to talk to us and share some of his learning and some of his research with us. So maybe we can kick it back to you, Charles, and ask, and ask you, um, how, how is spiritism in France? We know that it started there, um, and of course we still have lots of spiritism in France, but how are things? Can you, can you walk us through your research and your experience and tell us um, how history has unfolded and how, how, how are we doing today? Okay, so let's start uh, then with uh, Kardec itself, himself. Huh? So, 1857, everybody knows the first issue of the Spiritist books, means 160 years now. Um, the Spiritist uh, movement at that time grew, grew very quickly uh, in very few years. There were uh, uh, more than 100 Spiritist groups and uh, several thousand uh, Spiritists they, there are some statistics even talking above a million. Uh, Kardec himself made uh, some travels in France, uh, in Lyon, mostly 1862, and also some other cities uh, around France, including Tours and south of France and so on. And he could really see how developed was the spiritist movement in those first years. Huh? So he made this codification with uh, four other books that followed the Spirit's book. Huh? The books, Medium's book, uh, The Gospels Explained by Heaven and Hell and Genesis. Huh? Mm -hmm. And then he discarnated in 1869. That was then a period a little bit more difficult for France. Why? Because there was La Commune, huh? the, some kind of revolution huh, in a certain way 
and uh, the war also against Prussia with uh, a lot of difficulties. And uh, in the 70s, basically, the spiritist movement after Kardec suffered a lot uh, because mostly, I think, for reasons of divisions, different point of views of uh, different uh, spiritist leaders at that time. Huh? It was mostly, I would say, the Alexandre Delan, huh, the father of Gabriel Delan, and on the other hand, uh, Pierre Gaëtan Lemarie, huh, which uh, both uh, knew Kardec, participated to the group, uh, and so on. But uh, in the 70s, it was very clear that uh, Lemarie followed a very open way. Huh? He was himself administrator of uh, the Society for Continuation of Kardec's Works. Um, and uh, he opened, I would say, between brackets, the business uh, of selling books and the spiritist magazine and so on. Uh, a little bit too much, uh, because he opened the door to masonry, opened the door to theosophy and to a lot of other uh, uh, philosophies, or ideologies, philosophies yeah. uh, that popped up at that time. Whilst, on the other hand, Gabriel Delan uh, and, and his father, Alexandre, and some others which were with them, were uh, preferring to stay, uh, to follow closer uh, the Kardec uh, orientation. So, Amélie Boudet, which was uh, the widow uh, of uh, Alan Kardec, survived uh, until 1883. And it's really when she, because she was still maintaining a little bit of union between all these, he was in contact with all the parties and so on. But after her, her discarnation, then there was, the separation was, let's say, a, a little bit stronger. And this took on then uh, until uh, more, more or less beginning of 20th century, the First World War, uh, with these uh, two tendencies and one very close to occultism and to some other uh, philosophies, and the other one a little bit more uh, pure uh, following the spiritist teachings. And uh, then the First World War was also a big hit to the spiritist movement, which was strong until there. Huh? And uh, you, after the... F yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, sorry, and I was going to say, um, and I think to, to Europe in general, Right, not only from a yep. from a spiritist perspective, from a philosophical perspective, and especially with two wars back to back, do you feel like we took as I mean, or Europe took a little bit of a stance towards a more negative view of the world, like a nihilistic movements and so forth? Exactly. Do, yeah. do you feel like that was perhaps less uh, open to, um, you know, religious, spiritual perspectives? Is that a fair yeah, assessment, I mean, or how do you feel that went? The First and the Second World War, which uh, happened uh, in the first uh, half of the 20th century, were really a big shock for everybody, because Europe was more or less uh, considered as a model of civilization, mm. and uh, such awful things uh, happening uh, during that period was clearly a shock for a lot of people, and a lot of people, as you just told, uh, became skeptical. Okay, if God would exist, he would not let such things happen. You see this type yep. of reasoning? Mm -hmm. And also, this in parallel to the industrial development, uh, the people were focusing more, uh, let's say, on, on uh, 
materialisme et perdu un peu l'intérêt sur le spiritualisme. C'est très clair. Et c'était aussi en parallèle avec les religions traditionnelles qui sont encore dans une approche dogmatique religieuse et qui étaient de plus en plus à répondre aux questions légitimes que les gens se posaient et pas à satisfaire les gens. And on top of that, we have the growth of just science in general, right, as yeah. part of the commercial piece. And so we have a, a really big dichotomy in lots of different places that did not help the cause, right? Exactly. And what happened afterwards? So after, after this, I mean, the spiritist movement, uh, there was uh, Léon Denis still uh, and Gabriel Delon. So they passed, they discarnated uh, the first one in Gabriel Delon in Uh, 1926 and uh, Léon Denis the year after, 1927 huh? and uh, Camille Flammarion which was another one uh, in 1925 and <coughs> after this there was really not uh, strong and pure follower of Kardec anymore in France you know and, if I and that's when the, mov the movement when, when declined down. and lost in strength and if I may interrupt you there and be super rude which I'm really good at Um, can you tell us a little bit, because I think that uh, Delan, Flammarion, and all those folks were, are not that um, acknowledged or even known today, sometimes among the younger spirits in circle. Can you tell us a little bit what were the importance of uh, Denis, uh, Delan, and Flammarion? Yeah, sure. I mean, Camille Flammarion, he, he started very young participating uh, to the... Kardec's uh, Société d'études, uh, Société Parisienne d'études spirit, huh? mm -hmm. and he was uh, medium, huh? getting some uh, communications, and had a strong participation to the elaboration of the Genesis, huh? in particular for the, um, how to say, all this uh, cosmogony yeah. and. Uh, he was the head of the, uh, uh, the astronomical. Yes. Peace work at a really early age, I believe. Like at the Observatoire de Juvisy, yeah. yeah. Something like at 18 years, 18 years of age, he was leading the charge there. Exactly, and he was uh, it's most famous uh, French uh, astronomer huh? still today, mm -hmm. and his books are really uh, still uh, today uh, used as reference. Oh, interesting! I did not know so that. So he was spiritist at the beginning, mm -hmm. uh, let's say a little bit less. Then he was a period. Uh, Some attributed him to express clear doubts about the authenticity uh, and claiming that he was able to write himself that uh, what he got uh, was not come from spirits, you know. There was some period like that. But really at the end part of his life, uh, between 18, 1910 and 1925, that is where he wrote his most famous book and uh, very strongly confirming uh, the spiritist uh, phenomenology and uh, the, the truth of the spiritism uh, or the spiritist philosophy. Mm -hmm. Then Gabriel Delon, he was the scientist, huh? so he was a young boy. He is born 1857, means uh, the year that Kardec published the spirit's book. And uh, he then uh, was uh, schooled in the Ecole Centrale de Paris. He was engineer and he developed a lot the scientific approach of spiritism 
but not only like uh, metapsychics or uh, what was called psychical studies at that time, means just studying the phenomenon, but uh, not going beyond that, uh, pushing all the consequences out of it. So he was really uh, pushing all the consequences out of it and confirming the spiritist uh, philosophy as uh, codified by Allan Kardec through all the phenomenologies that has been added on uh, during that period. So he was really, the, let's say, the scientific developer of spiritism in France. And Léon Denis, uh, he was more, let's say, the, he developed a lot the, philip, uh, the philosophical aspects and wrote uh, some uh, very nice books like uh, uh, After Death huh? mm -hmm. and uh, The Problem of uh, uh, the Being and the Destiny. And uh, all these books are really uh, extremely appreciated still today in France, um, in the same way as uh, in a lot of other countries. In Brazil, uh, there are a lot of followers of Leon Denis, and uh, Argentina, Latin America in general. So those, those were really the ones who sustained, let's say, the strength of the movement uh, in that period. And that is very interesting because we basically have an astronomer a philosopher and a scientist of good repute, yeah. known at the time uh, being some of those folks who were continuing Kardec's work, yeah. which I guess says something about the depth and breadth of spiritism, mm -hmm. of how powerful uh, you know a body of knowledge, a science, it really can be. So thanks, thanks for that. I just want to make sure we pause there because those are great figures that we don't often get to hear about. That's really interesting. Well. Mm -hmm. Shall I continue? Well, please, if yes, you wish to please, please. So, later on, so it was Jean Meyer huh, and Hubert uh, Forestier who were leading the spiritist movement. Then came the Second World War. Jean Meyer passed away as well a little bit before, and Hubert Forestier a little bit after. But that was then the most difficult period where almost everything disappeared. I mean, the leaders clearly changed the way, transformed spiritism into uh, the spiritist movement into more uh, parapsychological uh, movement. Until, let's say, the 70s, where some uh, guys uh, were not happy with that and came back constructing again, uh, 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 let's say, a genuine uh, spiritist uh, movement uh, in France, and uh, in particular Roger Perez, uh, Louis Serre, and so on. And that was the starting point uh, of what is existing today. And today, I could say in France, there are some, there is something like uh, 50 to 60 spiritist groups, uh, bigger or smaller, but which are uh, really uh, following again, uh, let's say, spiritism as it was uh, established and codified by uh, Alan Kardec. That's the status where we are today, and I see really growing always new groups a lot of people uh, interested and it's it's in a positive move uh, to grow and the biggest problem we have are inside the spiritist movement itself because of uh, the well-known problems uh, sometimes with some spiritual leaders um, which do not always uh, behave uh, as they should, let's say, putting <laughs> the, the teachings yeah. into practice. Huh? Yeah. So that's the biggest problem, but uh, I, would, I hope yeah. it is temporary and that it will yeah. get solved soon uh, so that the movement can really continue growing uh, as it shows to. And that's one of the challenges with spiritism because we don't have a 
hierarchy. We don't have clergy. We don't have bosses. Um, it's always up for grabs, and there's always conversations and so forth, which really keep its diverse flavor and allows everybody to chip in and contribute. But at the same time, sometimes, you know, um, as a long process that involves lots of people, we, we're prone to these problems, right? Where we have people who come in and, and do different things. And then uh, there's always debate about, oh, hold on a second. Are you a spiritist or you're not a spiritist? Are you being loyal to the idea or are you doing something new? So that's always uh, something that I feel like we're going to constantly have to kind of watch out for. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the point is, okay, what do we agree upon? And what do we yes. agree upon is the yeah. basis, and the basis are the, the books of Kardec. Mm -hmm. yeah. So all what came later on, and which is uh, consistent with this, like Chico Xavier, like Divaldo, like Leon Denis, like others, huh? okay, this, is, this should remain the basis. Of course, there is always new things popping up, uh, new fashions or whatever, but what we can see is generally they are not so strong, not so clear, not so logical not so in accordance with the common sense and uh, after a certain time they disappear again huh? and that's exactly uh, as you told huh, the consequence i mean the law of freedom is the basic uh, law of the spiritual teaching so we have to follow it mm -hmm. it will take of course more time than something which is imposed or dictated but at the end, the result will be that it will be stronger. It will also last longer, exactly. It lasts right? longer, but at the end, it will be stronger. And that's one of the beauties of spiritism. Um, you know, one of my favorite parts about it as well is uh, what Kardec described as the universal control of the spirits. Correct. By saying that if something is truly true, um, it will pop up in many different places in many different times because, of course, God would never review something to just a few and not others. So uh, oftentimes we will just put things aside until we have confirmation, you know, following a very scientific process of making sure that we can replicate that information and that knowledge before we fully um, internalize it, right? Mm -hmm. um, Correct. So Charles, that's so interesting. Thank you for that. I feel like a, a history lesson. My question yeah. for you, if I may, is now that we know where spiritism in France has been, um, what do you think is next? Yeah, I would say next is uh, to come again to the extension worldwide. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons why I'm here in Australia today, you know, to, to support uh, this growing uh, movement uh, here in this country, uh, and also to support uh, this event that we could participate in, uh, the first uh, Spiritist Film Festival uh, in Australia. And I'm really positively su surprised to see how many people and how many, how many uh, initiatives are taken worldwide uh, here in Australia and uh, in the whole world based on these uh, initial teachings uh, established uh, by Alan Kardec in the 19th century. It's yes, really and amazing. And the next step will be exactly as you told, getting universal again and spreading progressively throughout the whole world. Yeah, and something that uh, Charles was polite enough not to say was that he's also very involved and has been very involved with um, helping spiritism and folks who are on the ground in different countries throughout the world 
um, by sharing his experiences and how to bring people together and what could be next. So we're very grateful that he's here. And, and I think he mentioned something which was great too, which was this wonderful film festival that we have here, mm -hmm. uh, which was a three-day event where we had a combination of movies, um, book fairs, and talks, uh, which was really interesting. And it was a pleasure to come and get to know a lot of the many different spiritist groups here in Australia, which I think are about 11 or so right about now, um, yes. I, if I get the number right. So um, here we are. This is the reason why we have uh, you know, a French uh, man, uh, an American citizen, and a half Brazilian, half German, half something else maybe, three-thirds? <laughs> no, Helga? no, just half and half. <laughs> half and half. Um, in a car, it's the beginning of a, yeah. of yeah. a bad joke. Um, but... Well, I, I wanted to say uh, a very big thank you for coming here to the festival and to, yeah, sharing all your knowledge and all your, yeah, kindness with us. Because it's we are we are just um, starting uh, with the, sp spreading the word, and it's really important to have this support and to have this um, yeah this positive attitude from from you. This this help is really so great. I'm really very thankful that you came to Australia. You too. <laughs> so Charles and Daniel. You're welcome. Yeah. Indeed. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for having us. We're really, really appreciative of that. Um, and I wonder if we can continue this conversation, Charles, one of these days, about uh, spiritism in France in general. I know that you have also done some other research, uh, you know, on Kardec's life and and yep. where he's lived, and, and you you discovered a couple of uh, very interesting things. And so we have to figure it out. How do we continue that conversation? It will be a pleasure for me. I really stay at your disposition. Well, uh, it's, it's a kind of a passion huh? to, to, to go to search. And now with all this uh, digital aging of uh, archives and so on, it gets much easier to and much quicker to find a lot of things. And... Uh, Okay, to know a little bit better who he was, from which family he came from, and uh, uh, his father, uh, his mother, uh, to see how he, where he grew up, and so on. And uh, I think it's really something fantastic, huh? because showing really uh, not only the work he did, but also who he was as a person. Indeed, thank you. So we look forward to having you back yeah. one of these days, okay. Charles. We're going to figure it out a way. pleasure. And thank you so much for um, for being here, for sharing your your uh, knowledge and your wisdom with us. And thank you, Helga, for keeping us company and um, delivering us safe, safely from Brisbane all the way to the Gold Coast. And also, of course, uh, being part of the conversation as well. Thank you very much. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you. See you later. See you later. We've reached the end of our carpool conversation. 
We hope you got to learn a little more about some of the early Spiritist figures and the challenges Spiritism faced in war-torn Europe during the early 20th century. If you haven't yet, may we suggest a book by Leon Denis, Camille Flammarion, or Gabriel Delan? You will not regret it. A big thank you to Charles Kempf and Helga Schmidt. We wish you well from across the globe. And to our listeners, you now have new Spiritist friends in France and Australia. Say hello to them when you visit. I'm your host, Dennis Sisi. Did you enjoy this Spiritist conversation? If you did, tell someone about our podcast. We have found that most people have learned about our show through word of mouth. And if you can, please also consider rating us on iTunes so others can find our program too. The more ratings we get, the easier it is for people to find us. Thank you for listening. So long. Join the conversation by visiting our Facebook page or our website at spiritistconversations.org. Recorded somewhere in Australia, no one was paid to take part in this broadcast. The opening song you heard on the show was Take 5, played by the David Brubeck Quartet.